0: Our special guest today is Patrick Kilnert, founder of the Kilnert Companies. Patrick is the author of a new book called Find Your Six, which we're going to get a chance to talk about. It's the number one seller on Amazon. He's a speaker and a businessman. Patrick has created and led three companies, collectively the Kilner Companies, two in real estate and one in training services. Over two decades as real estate agent and entrepreneur, Pat realized that traditional models of transactional lead generation weren't fit for the modern world. Searching for an answer to propel his business to new heights, he studied the philosophies that have governed businesses for over a 1,000 years and landed on one simple principle, a network of trusted influencers will always be a professional's biggest asset. Seeking to reintroduce this approach to the business world driven by cold calling, Force networking and other impersonal tax, tactics. Pat developed the Find Your Six t- framework for building a network of trusted influencers and becoming an influencer yourself. Outside of his network, to redefine influence, Pat is an enthusiastic is enthusiastic about giving back to the community. He is a co-founder of the DA, DC Accelerator, a young professional development nonprofit. His company supports the special needs community in the DC area and in Jamaica. Pat also serves on the boards of primary education initiatives and volunteers his time to develop strategic plans for nonprofits focused on inner city DC youth. Pat resides in suburban Washington, DC with his wife, Elena, and their children, and you can find him on findersix.com. Pat, I've been looking forward to this conversation, so welcome.
1: Thanks, Rich. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, great, uh, great bio there. It can go on and on and on, but for the sake of time, I try to keep. <laughs> I'm enjoy.
1: glad you didn't anymore. That's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. There you go. All right. So really, Patrick, as we talked a little bit before in our programs, our our listeners really want to know your story. Okay, and ultimately, you know how you got into your own business. What caused you to get in it? Some of the thinking that you had to go through. Some, some of the maybe the challenges that you had to face and uh but what actually caused you to start to kill companies and what tipped you in to go all in awesome
1: well uh you know i guess that's that's what we'll start is you going all in i i guess i didn't know that you shouldn't go all in because i came from a family of entrepreneurs so i'm third generation entrepreneur my grandfather who's actually still around well into his 90s um started a company because um because frankly he lost an eye and he they they couldn't employ him anymore because he wasn't able to work anymore and so he had to start his own company to take care of his nine kids and and that it's one of these stories that sort of became sort of the fabric of our family and um and very very harrowing but this is a guy without a college education right Marine, marine drill sergeant marries a sweetheart you know starts having kids and oh my gosh now i'm half blind and i can't i can't work anymore in 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 that profession i now have to figure out how to do this and he built a network of influencers that he relied on and and you know sent kids through you know education and and you know life so that was yeah that's part of, i think we become the stories that we that were around And that's one of my earliest stories that I remember just that that was just part of our family life. My dad um, built homes. And so, you know, as soon as we were able, we were in the pickup truck with him swinging a hammer and trying (laughs) not to hurt ourselves on job sites. But, you know, you get to see somebody dealing with the adversity of the weather, clients, supply chain issues, the, the crises of, you know, of, of credit in the 80s, all sorts of stuff. Um, he went bankrupt, started a company again. And I, I remember as a kid, just the, the, the tension in the home as a result of, you know, the, the, the decision to be an entrepreneur um, and also the great victory of it as well, right? So, you know, we're all going to face our own disruptions in life, personal, professional. And the question is, what do you do with them? And great entrepreneurs just sort of, they understand that difficulties are just opportunities wrapped up in, um, in short-term inconveniences, I suppose. Yeah. Great story. So it's in your blood. It's in your blood. I, you know, I guess you could say that, right. You know, at least uh, that's the gift of having these two men who, you know, who, uh, who gave this to me. And so when I graduated, so I, I went to grad school I went to grad school in spain and um and when i came back i didn't know what i want to do i was engaged to to marry my beloved wife elena and um so started handing out my resume to different people and my dad actually told me you know go go talk to this guy you know he could run for mayor of the town um he knows everybody surely he'll know who to connect you to and it turns out that this guy had his own boutique um, real estate firm, and he was a just into everything i mean everything from investing commercial land development, all sorts of stuff all the way through the residential side and he said, Well, why don't you just get your real estate license? i'll teach you everything i know and that's how I got into real estate um specifically and uh and and you know did learn everything that I could from him and and then started to find other great people to surround myself with and i've been very fortunate 20 years later to have built a really great career
0: so you went off on your own started the kilner companies
1: yeah so you know and and the reality is in real estate as you know rich i mean you're on your own from the beginning really. i mean you're <laughs> yeah. you're an independent contractor so you know you start that llc as soon as quick as you possibly can um and and the the earlier you realize that in the real estate game that the better off you'll do and i i realized that about 6 months in like nobody's going to give you anything here. I, I, you know, they'll give you their time and knowledge but yeah. you're, you're not getting handed business. um at least in my paradigm, right? So um so very quickly started, you know, my little LLC and 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 you know, started trying to find business. And and then, you know, you realize you're actually you, you have to be good at two things. You have to be good at the craft of what you, of what you are trading with the marketplace, which, mm-hmm. by the way, when you're new to something, you're actually not that good at it yet. So you've got to work at that craft. Simultaneous to that, you have to become excellent at the business development side of things. So you don't yeah. starve to death. And all the while doing that early on without having mastered your craft. So you're trading something in the marketplace that even you know is not, best in class. Mm-hmm. And, and that I think is one of the things that, you know, people ask, you know, why do entrepreneurs fail? I think that's part of it is, is, uh, is not necessarily having had the time to be best in class. Now mm-hmm. you can, you know, you may be able to buy best in class, you know, I, I'm going to associate with best in class, right? You buy a great franchise system, you know, that works and, and, you, and you plug into that. That's a, that's a faster path to that potentially, but I didn't know that. So I, here I, here I am, you know, just trying to figure it out and yeah, that led me to, to start an organization and um, you know, and I'm really fortunate to have found great talent within that organization or as I, as I built it and which has given me tremendous leverage. And you know, one of the things I tell people as they're getting into business is the only way as a small business that you get to have a more interesting job is to fire yourself hire great people and fire yourself from the job that you just created for them.
0: me Explain what fire yourself means. I mean, you didn't leave the company. <clears throat> Explain what, tell me how you use that, that phrase.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, when I started out, I was my own, my own business. I did everything. You're, mm-hmm. you know, chief cook and bottle washer, right? So you start out. Well, in order for me to, to, to grow, there were daily tasks. I made a list of all the things that I was doing that I could pay somebody else $25 an hour to do at the time. That became the job description for the first hire. And I brought her on. Um, I didn't know what I was doing when I was hiring. So I brought on the first person. And within 60 days, she came to me and said, hey, I need to leave. <laughs> I thought, Okay, I have, clearly have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, luckily, the second hire, that, the, the first hire actually Said, but I have a great friend who is totally envious of, of me getting into this. And she's been with me for 18 years. Oh, um nice. nice. know, great hiring. Referral. Total amazing, amazing <laughs> referral. Um so, but I had to fire I, I remember telling that that first person, listen, I've got about enough money for me to pay for your salary for about 90 days. And the only way this is going to work is for you to take all of these things off my plate so that i can spend the extra 30 hours a week doing business development and if this experiment works we'll know in about 90 days and she's been with me for 18 years So she went all in too. she went all in. She, you know, and I told her what the risk was up front and uh, she said, Hey, you know, what's the worst that can happen? We got 90, we're in 90 days and we've realized, Hey, this has been really fun, but it's not going to work. And it's been really fun for a lot longer than that. So, but in order for me, here's the problem is oftentimes people will hire people and not fire themselves from, from a position, which doesn't free you in order to go do the important things, the executive level things. And it, gets in the way of talent. So if you hire talent and give them the reins, give them clarity on where they, where they need to go and get out of their way, uh, they'll take you to places you didn't expect. Yeah, there's
0: a great show out there called The Prophet. I don't know if you've ever watched it. Uh, Marcus Lumanis. He's out of I, I've
1: seen a couple of episodes, yeah.
0: Okay, well, the, the common theme to the, every episode is the owner can never get out of their own way. they're the the bottleneck they won't fire themselves and therefore their company suffers so you learned that lesson early i'm just curious because you came from a different background you came from entrepreneurs your grandfather your father um you saw them go through through recessions you know uh, struggles uh uh, labor issues as we've had labor issues forever right Mm -hmm. um did you ever feel like you wanted to go work for corporate america or
1: is that just you know, the longer I stayed in school, the, the, the more that I thought that that's where I should go. Um, because that's, I think school does a really good job of setting you up to think that way. Mm-hmm. And I remember my friends who I graduated with a, a master's in economics from a very prestigious international university. And my friends could not believe that I was getting into real estate. They were all taking jobs at, you know, international monetary fund or, you know, uh, you know, in London, you know, uh, on the stock exchange or whatever it was, right. And it seemed like a waste. And to me, it seemed like it fit like a glove. Yeah. But it it, it just didn't have the ring on your LinkedIn profile Mm -hmm. that, you know, working for, you know, a McKinsey did or whatever it was.
0: It's an interesting thing on your resume. Either it says you have some big title for a big firm, let's say McKenzie, or you have a title on your on your resume as owner.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And it's a much more powerful word, owner, than it is to have any other type of senior of executive title. But Absolutely. you have to get there. But it's I always say, you know, owning your own business is not for everybody. If everybody owned a business, we'd have no employees, right? So we it's not for everybody, but it's definitely, I think the entrepreneur spirit is within people, most mm-hmm. people. I think it's been buried through education, it's been buried through the industrial age. Agree uh, but if they take time and they're forced into it, or just whatever, have to make that decision, they'll find out that they have that skill set. And uh, if they if they have, if they have to feed their kids and their, and their wife, yeah, push okay, comes to shove,
1: you like you like know, your dad did, right? Yeah, you pick up that shovel, or you find you know you find you find good people, and and you go and create really really amazing things, and and you know innovation comes of necessity so often. Yeah. And so I, I like what you said about, you know, when, if they needed to, they would innovate. The thing is, there's an easier path, at least psychologically to innovation in the short term, which is take the job that gives me a salary that allows me to have my weekends and pay time off. And as an owner, you don't get that no, of, any, of any company unless you build it in and then you have much greater freedom
0: yeah unless you learn how to fire yourself <laughs> absolutely and, and and spread the spread the wisdom okay i want to just take time you wrote a new book called find your six okay right? yes, sure Because you also started another you had a couple of real estate companies but you also started a training company so tie this all in together what is find your six and what's that's all about
1: yeah so uh, you know find your six was um you know i went through uh, uh, the last twenty years of real estate have been kind of crazy. And I remember going through two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and the real estate agent population on the residential side went from one point five million people to seven hundred and fifty thousand people in about eighteen months. Which is just tremendous. Like th- yeah. by the way, that's that's a lot of fluff in an industry when it goes away that quickly, right? <laughs> by tough. the way, we're all we're we're back up to one point five million people. Okay. And um and what's striking about that is is watching it and being fortunate enough to to weather that storm that's real disruption right to weather that storm meant that i had to think about building a business in a different way and everything that i had been taught prior to that was pound the phones knock doors you know sort of all of what in the book i talk about is sort of a lead generation mindset Mm -hmm. and and what I found is I also was fortunate enough to have had a few relationships that regardless of the market conditions kept referring me business, kept connecting me to other great people. They were, they, they, they were just rock solid all the way through. And I found, well that, you know, when I, when I sort of deconstructed where my business had come from that year to get me through those tough years, my business grew as a result of, of just a handful of great relationships hmm. that I was fortunate enough to have. And, and so um, I began teaching that to the people in my organization as the way in which we do business. Um, and since then I was, asked, I, I was asked within the industry and then outside of the industry, you know, could you teach us how you have you know, brought in business over the years? And I remember speaking to a class of, of people one day, professionals of all sorts, and I remember saying okay so we're halfway through the year you know we're doing a half halfway through the year review you had a revenue goal at the beginning of the year you are at this place now in, in the year and you've got a gap and you may not be on pace right to hit it mm-hmm. now let's you know pull ourselves ourselves th- up from by our bootstraps what lead generation option do you have in your back pocket that you can take out and bring to the bank so that you can make money between now and the end of the year? Write that down. So get get to work and then write that down. And I said, so I'm curious because I was actually trying to find like the, the best things that they could come up with. Um, how many of you are really excited to execute on that lead generation strategy for the next three years straight? Five days a week, two hours a day, you're going to go get after it. Of 40 people in the room, not a hand was raised. I thought, okay, so I'm just curious if you're doing things, if, if your solution to making business come in the door, you don't want to continue doing after this year, probably not a successful idea. If you have children, would you, would you think that it would be a good thing to teach them this, this tactic so they can have a more fulfilling career? Um, you know, And not a hand was raised. And I thought well if we are doing things that are that unfulfilling then it's probably a bad business practice as well it's not an issue of just grit and perseverance we hear a lot about that in business but the other reality is we're building businesses for the long term so let's build a business development paradigm that we're excited about 10 years from now that frankly after 10 years we're even more excited about it than than now and that's what find your six is about: is how do you build a business development paradigm that you are excited about, that you would teach your own kids, that is deeply fulfilling, but also, regardless of market conditions, it's disruption proof because we're all going to deal with tr- disruption. You know, whether it's tech com- coming in and trying to cut the fat off the bone and race to the bottom with prices, whether it's a competitor coming in, or whether the- it's it's the economy and inflation, we're all going to have disruptions and fast forward i started researching the book i sat down with 60 of the most influential people that i could find in 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 my area of all different stripes um and these are mostly people at the end of their careers towards the end of their careers and i sat sat down with them and said you know who are the people that have been most impactful for you over the course of your career Mm -hmm. and the average so there are awesome stories but the average number of people that it took for these people to have like top tier careers and businesses were just six. Mm. It was just a handful plus one of people. You, you've heard the Jim Rohn quote, you know, you are the, you're the average of the five people you, you mm. associate with, right? Um, that you network with or whatever. And, and I found it just, it, it was actually just one more, it was just six. And, um, and so in the book, I talk about how to, how to think about that talent. You're really in a talent game. You know, just like you're looking for internal talent, you're looking for external talent to grow your business with and through. Whether those are people who are referring you business, whether they sit on your board of advisors, formally or informally, um, no matter who they are, you're looking for those, those people who can accelerate your growth as a professional. And, and the question that I, 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 that I wanted to deconstruct and give a system for in the book is, if it took people accidentally who arrived at amazing places in their careers, an entire career to find their six, what if you could do that in a year? What if you could do that in six months? What would that look like in terms of your acceleration of your growth? And so that's the, the a bit of the entrepreneur's journey that I, that I lay out in the book for people who are interested.
0: Fantastic, and so when you find that core, that obviously you know permeates all through your actions there out, thereafter. Absolutely. And as you said, it's creating a uh system that's sustainable. You know, they'll pick up phone calling just for numbers, just doesn't work anymore. You know, it
1: is you know, and AI does it better than you. Oh, yeah. There you go. are <laughs> yeah, right, like it's yeah. and, and there's so much that look, if if you're doing work that a computer can do, you're probably fighting a losing battle. Mm-hmm. Really the you can be a commodity or you can be indispensably important to the success and growth of your company and your career. And, and so I for one want to be disruption proof and and a non-commodity. Um, the, the irony interestingly of building a business is that as you grow a business, you actually become simultaneously indispensable to the growth of that business. And as you hire talent within, If you get hit by a bus, that business continues. And that's, that's why we're in business. We're in business to create things that live beyond us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When, when you, you know, one of the the principles I talk about in building this network of people is that trust is transferable. People say, well, gosh, if I do that, I won't be able to leverage it. No, the reality is people who trust you deeply, they're happy to talk to your great people who take your place Mm -hmm. on major accounts or whatever it is. And so... It's a very scalable idea as well when we talk about business.
0: It really is. And, you know, you find you see it see in companies where maybe one of the key salespeople leave or a CEO leave and the company just kind of collapses. It was yeah. never built with a strong infrastructure, whereas okay. you see other companies are built on trust and influence. And, and if somebody leaves, if a key person leaves, that company is still ongoing because they built a better infrastructure to support it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, question, though. Mm-hmm. use the word disruption a lot, okay? Yeah. Uh, well, we are facing <laughs> headwinds today, talking about disruption, causing or forcing uh, CEOs to maybe take some hard looks at what they're doing. We got labor shortages. We have uh, supply chain issues, a recession, debatable whether the weather in recession or not, but it's a recession. Yeah. Uh, war, you know, pending on, on the outskirts, pandemic still looming. You're a CEO of a company, you know, uh, our listeners might know, what are you doing? How are you, these are all potential disruptions and how are you uh, facing these headwinds today?
1: Yeah, I mean, 08, 09 taught me that disruption can be tremendous opportunity. People will need whatever you are selling. You may have to innovate around what it is that you're, how you're packaging it. And, and you may actually have to up your, your offering in order to stay in business while other people race to the bottom. So I, um, I'm, I'm really quite excited about disruptive realities, um, certainly in the real estate space, but, but sort of all around. Because what it does is it ends up uh, sort of weeding out the folks in every industry who can't withstand... Those headwinds and who kind of bury their head. To my mind, these are going to be amazing opportunities for entrepreneurs who stay in the game of innovation, who are excited about, about winning. And, and um, you know, if you're <laughs> here's the problem if you think you've made it and you're coasting, disruption is going to come for you. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no such thing as coasting through a disruption. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about it we're internally launching um, some stuff that actually repositions our agents um, as greater fiduciaries and 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 gives them we're using tech actually to to enable them to to sit in a position with families and and investors where they're providing not just a, a a tactical, one-time transactional help, but allows them to sit with these folks and, and create an entire real estate plan for their lives. And so that's where we're going because really, with every disruption, what happens? You have people who go, okay, we're going to sell the product for less than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? And that itself, by the way, for an industry is super disruptive. Right? That's how, yeah. You know, and, and that's a good efficiency, by the way, I really like that where there's fat to be cut off. Sure. Let's, let's do it. I'm, I'm very, you know, very free market when it comes to that. Now, the other side of that is you can determine that you're not going to do that. You're not going to play that game race to the bottom, but only if you're providing exponentially more value. Mm-hmm. and and people will vote with their feet they'll vote with their dollars and they'll vote with their feet and so that's kind of the fun of i, I see this as as a place where people need better advisors they need more more insight they need people to think in a far sighted way for them um and if you and if you're in the game of not just information distribution but wisdom for people you're going to last through any disruption.
0: Well, I think about your industry, um, take all the other world headwinds off the plate. Your industry is competing headlong with technology, you know. You get close realestate.com, you get all the realtor.com, you have all these people who are just trying to say you can just go buy a car on like a vending machine on, online and here click you click a offer, button it. and now get you're a quote. A, but, you're, but you're a personal service business. So like so they're trying to replace you hundred
1: percent. How many travel agents do you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know, It's coming. It's coming. And I, I know a few. You know what they do? They provide a service that cannot be found through an online portal. Yeah. They have curated relationships that only they have that enable them to create an experience for travelers that is just tremendous. And they can charge whatever they want for it. Because they're the only people who have that. That's the side of it. Every industry, if you want to survive, you want to be on that side of the industry. Unless you're the tech disruptor. disruptor. And I love tech. I'm, I'm no lot. I think it's awesome mm-hmm. that tech is coming in and saying, listen, there's a lot of people in here who are making way more money than they deserve. That's really what tech is saying. Mm-hmm. And there's fat on that bone. And we can offer virtually the same service for pennies on the dollar to consumers and, and that, and we're going to create, yes, it'll be disruptive, but we're going to make a lot of money because we can do it at scale. Right. And if that seems threatening to you, uh, you may need to go find a different industry.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously that you figured out a way and the personal service still is, is takes the pole position if done right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And there's always going to be a, a population, you know, who, who want, Deep personal service. And there's going to be other folks. And, you know, look, I bought a car online. It was great. It's an awesome experience.
0: Right. It so, it's hard if to question. get me. Right. So, you're speaking to the listeners here. One listener's uh, owner of a company is thinking about expanding, going to another line of business. You got the other, other side of the coin. The listeners are, you know, executives working for corporate America deciding whether or not they should jump in in this mm-hmm. market today mm-hmm. and start their own company, speak to them, give them some wisdom, run, go forward, charge, sit, pause. What's your advice?
1: I I'm a firm believer that the the stability that you are going to enjoy is the stability you create. And, um, yeah, you know, I've had lots of, lots of clients over the years who Have lost their jobs and they thought those jobs were rock solid they they couldn't go anywhere but you know we're downsizing corporate restructuring we got sold whatever it is and you know you're not on the right side of it from an age standpoint or whatever you're getting paid too much your stability building your stability is an entrepreneurial activity whether you're in an industry currently and and building that. Look, I know a lot of very entrepreneurial people within very large industries who, who have great positions in companies as well. I think your indispensability to that company depends on your entrepreneurial mm-hmm. take on things. People who are playing it safe within companies are the easiest to get rid of. Now, but if you're not used to playing it safe in companies and you're used to being the innovator, that's an amazing transferable skill
0: mm-hmm.
1: into your own gig. And so I, I think it's a great, um, it's a great tool for, for the stability that, that I think we're, we all want. I also, I'd be remiss in saying, in not saying this, for me and I, what I hope for my, my own children is that the school, we were talking about how education sort of messes with you. The school of, 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 of family business has been... Far more valuable than my grad degree, yeah. and so I want to create that for my own family, and and this is my home office. Yeah. And my kids are you know over yeah, there. Yeah,
0: I always I believe if I could teach my kids anything, I teach them entrepreneurship. Whether or not they choose to go that route, it's it's a confidence component of stability right? Uh, Of saying, okay, I I may not want to be when I'll go work for corporate America, but heaven forbid I ever lose my job. I'm not worried because I have this other skill set. Right. You know, as most people don't realize, unless you're in that sweet spot of 30 to 40 years old, uh, anything beyond that, the average job uh, is lasting two and a half years. And actually the average CEO job is less than five years. So people just need to look at that on a strategic standpoint. Yeah, Uh, It's nothing to do with them. It's just the norm of today. Pat, you've been wonderful. How can I... uh, Listeners get a hold of you. Should they want to learn more about find your six or get a chance to inter- interact with you?
1: Yeah, thanks, Rich. I, you know, find your six all spelled out s i x dot com is is where you'll find more about me. Um, I have a I have a challenge that's free on the website. People can go through an eight week challenge. Just it's a download. Um, you can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter, the the weekly six and get some tidbits of information that way. You can also even kick the tires on the first chapter of my book to see if you like my writing style. If you think I'm totally crazy, um, that's for free on on that site as well. And um, you know, we're constantly putting new stuff on there. So who knows what else you'll find, but that's that's the best place. You can also just look up patrickkilner.com. It'll take you to the same place.
0: Thank you very much. And uh, we will put some of those notes on our on the podcast notes section. Uh, This podcast will be aired on all uh, podcast platforms in the next few weeks. Pat, I can't thank you enough on behalf of my listeners for sharing your wisdom, your enthusiasm. Uh, I think your program, Find Your Six, is something that uh, I think I definitely like to look into. I think a lot of people should look into. Maybe their six people are not that far from them if they take time to look around.
1: They really are. Well, thanks Thanks, again
0: for being on the show. Take care. Rich LeBron here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.